So, <laughs> welcome to the first episode of the podcast. Today we have Joel. If you want to introduce yourself, you know, how you started trading, how you got into it from a young age, building yeah. up to obviously trading prop firms, capital, and yeah, just trading full time. Yeah. So, uh, my name is JX5 or Joel. Uh, I've been trading since I was 15. Um, I got into, I think, quite an early age. I was in school taking laptops during my lunch break and trying to trade, losing money, making money, borrowing money from my parents, trying to make money with that. Um, and then I ended up in the UK. We have sixth form. I think that's what, just after high school, right? No, uh, yeah. I, that's their college, I think, in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. So, so your college. Um, and I started to, to grasp the whole trading side of things and started to see a little bit of money coming in. And at that point, uh, I tried to come back to school after the summer, after completing the first year. And basically, they said, don't bother coming back. You're not doing any work. So went home, told my parents and said, look, let me pursue this and let's see where it goes. And then here I am now, 23, still trading <laughs> and still trying to make money. I think that's the thing where a lot of people actually want to quit. It's when they see that money in an account, they've made it in like an hour. Mm-hmm. That was the thing when I started, I made 500 pounds in like two hours. And I was like, at my age, you earn five pound an hour if you're lucky. Yeah. That's a hundred hours and you've just yeah. done an hour's trading and you can make that much money. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's quite tricky for young people to get into it. How would you say is the best way to actually grow your capital if you're trying to get into trading when you're like a young person? Uh, I mean, I think most people want to do it in the sense that they want to leave their job with a certain amount of savings and then try and make money from there. I think the best thing to do is get a part-time job or even work three three out of seven days of the week and still try and trade. But whatever you do, whatever I recommend is don't bother doing it, but just going for it is, yeah, it's going to stress you out. And in the long run, it won't work. Yeah. Would you say it's best to obviously go for funding rather than trade your own capital for people that maybe they have five to 10,000 pounds. They see people on YouTube saying, if you make 10 10 to 20% a month with 10,000 pounds, you can earn the average salary then obviously they don't account for the losing months but you say it's best to just save up enough money get like the the back testing in the live forward testing and then go for a funding instead mm-hmm. um so so talking about funding i think funding is quite a big subject um so obviously you, you've got 10k 10k you've got 10k liquid cash let's say this person's got that much money and you think okay let me put it into an account mt4 and you're trading it and your goal is to make five to 10%, however much money you make, okay, whatever, and you're trying to live off of that. Or on the other side, you've got uh, FTMO, for example, whatever funding company that you're going to use. You've got 20 chances, if you're doing 100K accounts, 20 chances to potentially make at least, if you're going for five to 10%, I don't know, five to 10K, mm. right? So you're doubling your investment. The risk to reward is way, way, way bigger. Investing your money and taking a little bit more time to do it on FTMO 
than it would be to do it, you know, just putting 10K into, into MT4. Mm. So that's yeah. the way I think of it. Uh, capital in this industry, I try and keep on to my own personal capital as much as possible. Um, and trading a personal account is, I haven't done it for a long, long, long time, uh, purely on the basis that I don't want to risk my capital. Do you think it's easier trading your own capital or funded? Because no, no, no. I was, I was thinking the same because with funders, the worst thing that can happen is you lose the account. That's yeah. why I think a lot of people fail the challenge because yeah. they, of they have the set rules. Whereas mm-hmm. if they traded their own capital, they don't have those set rules. But then yeah. they still think, okay, if I lose however many trades, I've lost all my money. Yeah. And then they don't get it back. So I mm-hmm. think that a lot of people actually don't want to go for funded because of the set rules and you know if they haven't tested those rules in test trading like they could have 20 losing trades in a row and then think they're not ready for ftmo yeah well that could just be a losing streak yeah even with an 80 percent win rate you could lose 20 in a row (laughs) if you think about have 100 trades um so i think like with your journey like Mm -hmm. watching your videos from you know 2020 the ftmo ones Mm -hmm. you're not going to win every single week are you yeah but obviously it's over time yeah. if you've t- if you fail an ftmo yeah what's the end of the world you if you're obviously on the payout stage you probably got yeah. your refund already yeah if you get a first payout you're sorted then aren't you pretty much yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's what a lot of people need to think about in my opinion yeah just thinking even in the first month of when you when you pass the challenge pass verification and you're in the first month of being funded what i see people doing and and the biggest problem is make trying to make so much money in that first month and trying to you know do 20 30 or or even even 10 percent in that Mm -hmm. month a lot of money to do yeah the goal for the first month is to make your investment back by just making one one dollar two dollars three dollars of, of the market yeah. of the account value so and then once you get it back then it's all risk-free pretty much isn't it exactly but that's exactly. where a lot of people make the mistake they pass an ftmo quit their job because they pass yeah. now then they yeah. have to make that profit each month yeah. they have yeah. to replace yeah. their job with that sort of income yeah when would you say it's a good stage to you know leave your job leave education to actually you know pursue full-time trading i think i don't think there's you know a set amount of money like mm-hmm. okay you need 50k 100k whatever whatever the amount is i think it's whatever you feel comfortable and whatever your your certain situation or your circumstance is that you're in so for example if you if your rent is 2.5k and you've only got 10k saves up you know the stress is going to be way too much for you to cover that with trading at this point but if you're in um your outgoings are uh, a lot less then you know you can you don't have to stress yourself out as much um so i i think it's up to the person if you feel comfortable with quitting your job and going for it and you know that you're okay for, for like six months, six to 12 months, then by all means, go do it. It's like doing a gap year. That's, yeah. that's what I realize. It's, it's like just taking a year out. And if you win and make it big, then you make it big. If not, then you go back to work. Into, and obviously be sensible with the money you make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, when, when we make this fast money, the first thing we want to do is, 
get a rollie, get a car, get all these things. But like the, the, the goal is to not work. That is the goal, right? Yeah. It's to get all these things to to go to your friends and say, look, I got the rollie, whatever, you know, it's it's to it's to wake up in the morning and fucking and do nothing. Yeah. Literally do nothing if you want to. So for me, that's that's my motivation. I'll, I'll wear the, the shootiest clothes. I'll wear the, the, the deadest shoes as long as I don't have to go to work and I've got the freedom, I'm happy. Do you think that's where a lot of people actually go wrong? Or like, have you seen people that you know that are traders then ruin it because they spent all their profits and then they might have a losing period? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. The world is, the world, the, the state of the world right now is horrible like you know you go on instagram and you instantly see a ferrari whatever and you think oh damn i suck because i don't have that yeah. and then you start to get that negative energy on yourself thinking i'm not worth this i'm not worth that and and then of course you sit in your room depressed watching netflix like i can't be able to do this because it's too long and you get into that wrong mindset um but the the the, the, the aim of the game is to be happy and is to have freedom and is to not get sucked into the world of glamour and the world of the materialistic rubbish. I was there. I, 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 had, the, I had the car and the clothes, but it really doesn't bring you all that much. I've seen like, on your social medias, it looks like now you prefer to just travel like spend time in other places with mm. people obviously that you're friends with would you say that's money well spent compared to the car when you first got it because obviously you've been through both now you oh, kind of you have the experience of the materialistic and then the non-materialistic so yeah. which one do you think is better yeah <laughs> in your opinion I, I, it's, I, i'm really glad you brought that up so the money that I spent, so so my plan was this. I was supposed to go to Thailand, fly my two best friends out, and we're supposed to make content, make loads and loads of content, funny videos and whatever. And what ended up happening was when I flew to Thailand, the first two weeks of getting there, my trading wasn't amazing. And of course, I'm going there to trade mm. and to show you guys a lifestyle and it's to show whatever my view is a lifestyle. So I got there, first two weeks, my trading was terrible. So I ended up going out and, you know, we recorded stuff, but it wasn't exactly how I envisioned it. Long story short, when I got to the end of the month, I hadn't filmed what I wanted to film and I didn't show the training that I wanted to show. So I essentially got nothing out of it. And I invested all of this money to fly my friends out. But I looked back at the holiday and there were so many different things that happened, which was, which you just can't make up, like, you can't make up in, in Thailand specifically we had a saying is is there's no boring day in Thailand like one day you can be just just eating breakfast the next day your friend drives a motorbike into the villa head first it's like it's just it's like that and it's memories you get smiles in a supercar you get smiles in a Ferrari whatever but it's so much fun traveling the world laughing you know, experiencing these things, getting scared, getting pulled over by the police, not knowing what's going to happen. It's, it, the experiences of doing that outweigh it so much. And until I think people realise it and put down the, 
the watches and put down all of the, all of these materialistic things and really go and explore, that's when you'll realize, yo, I've been doing life wrong. You think a lot of people just do it to show their friends they're making money or their followers rather what? than actually just buying the car because they like the car. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think that's it, what you did when you started. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. I I bought the car to prove to my friends, you know, this is this is me. I'm rich, I'm this, that, and the other. But man, it really it doesn't get you anywhere. But anyone who buys things, unless you're like super, super, super rich, yeah, I I I think you just buy it to stunt. Yeah. So I think a lot of people just fake it so they make it, don't they? Yeah. They yeah. try and show the money. They rent the cars. They fake the lifestyle. And then people then buy their courses, maybe. Then they yeah. can actually have that lifestyle. And then they mm-hmm. can just say it's from trading. Mm. Do you think it a works. lot? It, works. it, it really does, does work. work. Yeah. It Do you works. think a lot of the real traders that are out there? Well, obviously, there are real traders that sell, you know, courses, signals. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the people that say, why are you selling that if you make enough money from trading? Okay. Okay. That's, that's an interesting one. Um, I think we all know about multiple income streams. Yeah. Uh, trade, traders in general, most traders or traders, you know, there's two, two different ways of saying that. Um, we go through losing streaks. We go through heavy periods of where we are losing. And uh, you can... You can get an experience from one telling people that there's two there's two types of traders. Okay, bro. there's one trader that will say you're profiting all the time. The other trader will say that you're not profiting all the time. So even if this trader B who is not profiting all the time but is not lying about it, are you staying with me? You staying with? Me? Okay, so two traders, right? trader b trader a is trading trading okay but telling everyone it's fake uh, yeah. sorry telling everyone that you know you can make money all the time trader b is actually trading and is telling people you know trading is very patchy trader b is smart because he's selling the fact that it's it's he's selling the fact that there is a different side of trading, a different side of what your perspective is if you listen to Trader A. So what I'm trying to say is it's a patchy period for real traders. And to combat that, I think a good thing for experienced real traders to do is to sell courses because you're showing the whole variety of trading. And you can vlog or you can you can sell education on the fact that it's, you know... Yeah. And you're not going to make money every single week, every month. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That, that explanation wasn't amazing. <laughs> My brain kind of went in twizzles, but yeah, that's, that's my thought process of it. Obviously, A will get more sales. Yeah. Because of they show they're winning. People want to have that 100% win rate strategy. They mm-hmm. don't want to be going through the losing months, do they? So mm-hmm. then Trader A will be able to continue living that lifestyle, promoting that lifestyle, because yeah. people are believing him, you know, pretty much paying for their lifestyle. Yeah. And then which B I think, is- yeah, it does need sorting out. <laughs> B, he's got the hard life because, you know, he's not making as many sales, but he's telling people what it really is. Yeah. So, 
it sucks, but it is what it is. And that's how the world works. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about was, I think you've done a video on your YouTube mm-hmm. about living with your parents whilst trading. Yeah. Because a lot of people on the channel, on the subscribers, mm-hmm. are actually young. They live with their parents. They're either still in education, working at home. Do yeah. you think it's easier to trade at home You know, for those first few years when you're making like a little bit of money or even if you're making decent money? Mm-hmm. Or is it better to, you know, actually you know take the leap move out rent your own place or stay at home as long as you can and get that yeah. cheap cheap rent <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. exactly that it sucks living with your parents it doesn't suck actually sorry it depends if you're friendly with them yeah this this is the thing right is when you're on the verge of moving out of your parents house you kind of you kind of hate them or, mm. or you, you kind of have more disagreements with them but it's so nice to walk downstairs and have food there and you don't have to stress about cooking yourself a meal or going to the shop that there's been so many days right where where i've finished a long training day stressful walked to the fridge and there's no water no food nothing in the house and then i'm thinking oh okay it's nine o'clock where what what shop is open i I need to go and get food now or whatever so it's so much easier, so much easier to live with your parents and trade. Yes, they yap at you. Yes, they moan at you and you have to go and clean up and, and you know, go down for dinner at a certain time. Yeah. But it's, it's so nice to one, disconnect from trading and go down to the table, have a conversation with them. If you have a, a meal with your family, I hope you guys do because it's, it's good to do that. But you get the disconnection with with yourself living at home if you've got a girlfriend or not but you're still kind of connected to it because no one's you're not getting anything absorbed from other people or no one's telling you to do anything so stay stay in your parents house as long as you can as long as you can it's good it's really really good would you say it's good to have hobbies outside of trading also a lot of people just trade all day every day on weekends they're testing all day and they just yeah. obviously i think people call it analysis paralysis don't they we're yeah. just staring at the charts all day trying to find that you know holy grail for your trading yeah. do you think people should actually like go to the gym do other hobbies on the weekends in the evenings maybe go out with friends rather than just focusing like 24 7 on trading Yes. So, so, so I hope you guys take this advice from me because I've thought about this quite a lot. (laughs) I promise you the less time you spend on the charts, the more money you'll make. And the less you care about the charts, the more money you'll make. If you're burning your eyes, it's, it's addictive to sit on the market and like, you know, you're a little computer in your head and you're staring at this and you feel like a, like a hacker, whatever, but it's so, so toxic on your brain to sit in front of the screen for so long. And it really, you know, at the beginning stage, yeah. Okay. you got to, you got to learn things. Yeah. At the beginning stage, I'll say, yeah. Okay. Burn your eyes out as much as you want, whatever. But when you start to get a grasp of trading and you, you know what you're doing on the charts, it, there's, there's, there's a negative effect of it and it really doesn't end up 
benefiting you in any way if you're spending too much time on the charts. So talking about hobbies, absolutely, absolutely. I think every everyone needs to get out of the house. Um, in this day and age, I think it's people enjoy it more to sit indoors and game yeah. and, and and just sit there on their computers and connected to the world on their phones, sit down because everyone's really lazy at the moment. But hobbies, find something you want, whether it's, I don't know, playing golf or, or playing, doing airsoft or riding around, pushing trolleys around Tesco's, causing, being a menace to society, whatever your hobby is, just, just, just get out, get out and uh, enjoy, enjoy the vitamin D. Is there anything that you personally do outside uh, yeah. of trading? Yeah, so I play squash. Okay. Squash is good. If, if you guys are into that, then squash is good to get your anger out. You just smash a ball at the wall with your friend. Um, gym, I do gym. Drinking is a hobby, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even count that one. <laughs> um, drinking, meeting friends. Um, but... Yeah, no, apart from apart from that, I want to get into swimming. Swimming. Mm. Swimming something that yeah. I want to get into. I'm, I'm, I've been the guy to spend so much time in the charts and sit down like a potato and just sit there doing nothing all day but staring at the charts. And now that I'm getting older, my body is starting to, like, I don't know, it feels like it's getting a little bit too weak for my <laughs> liking. So I'm getting uh, definitely trying to get more active now. What does your typical day look like, you know, when you wake up to then, obviously, shutting down for the day? My typical day, um, depending on, I don't really like to set an alarm. Mm. Um, I, I don't want to set an alarm just because if I'm trading late and I'm waking up at six, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work for my brain. It doesn't work for my body. It doesn't work for anything because I'm just going to be grumpy. So I don't have a set time to wake up. So anyway, I wake up get my breakfast, try not to go on the screen straight away, um, have breakfast, just got a, um, a set of table and chairs outside. So I'm trying to spend more time out in the sun before I then go in, go to my desk, look at the charts for the morning. If there's any opportunities, then I'll try and trade them. Uh, and then go gym, come back home, eat lunch, jump back on the markets around 1, 1.30, just before the New York session. And then go and meet my friends, go play squash, uh, and then go to bed, sit on Discord for a bit, maybe do some gaming. Games to play? Uh, Fortnite. Oh, yeah. Fortnite and Forza. Oh, what about F1? No, bro, no. I want to get a little racing sim. Oh, yeah, I've got one, yeah. What do you say? that you use more trade like swing sort of style because you're not on the charts like entering closing positions within like minutes or an hour or would you uh, say it's more like day trading where you're just entering in the morning closing like the evening or something yeah yeah i'd, I'd say i'm more day trading hmm. um what, what 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 would you class as swing swing trading how many days is swing trading i'd say more than one more than one like day trading is that day, isn't it? I'd say. Yeah, in, yeah, 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 intraday, right? And then yeah. swing must be, must be, yeah. That's why I say if it's over like a couple of days, then I'd say it's yeah. swing trading. Yeah, um, yeah, no day trading, intraday trading for sure. I don't. I'll sleep on a trade, maybe 
maximum stay in a trade for 24 hours, but no, don't swing trade. I think the success is a little bit better if you were to swing trade. Intraday is a bit of a mess. I think uh, with a swing trader, they mainly wait for the perfect yeah. setups, don't they? And they got the higher time yeah. frames as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tested any other sort of trading styles, you know, to make your, so you have to be on the charts less? Or do you feel uh, yeah. like you're at a good sort of balance right now? Yeah, definitely. I'm at, I'm at a nice balance now. Um, but I I don't really think of it as intraday or swing trading. I think of it as like high time frames or lower time frames. My highest is the four hour and my lowest is the five minute. Sometimes occasionally the one minute. Um, but sometimes I'll switch. So for example, in Thailand, when I got there and I was trying to do all these things, I was trying to go go-karting or, or whatever in, in Thailand and still trade on the, on the smaller time frames. I uh, combined that hourly in the 15 minute. So I was trying to do that and it wasn't working, wasn't working, wasn't working. And then I made the change on the second week and to the four hour and one hour combination. And then, you know, I started to see yeah. my normal performance again. Do you so, journal your trades and like collect data on them or do you just, just trade? No, so so the traditional, you know, like trade trade one, one lot, buy GBP, JPY, whatever it is, you know, where you've got mm. these, all this data of your trades. I've got a MyFX book, which obviously shows that, but I don't see a need in that. What I do have is hard drives of screenshots. So what I do occasionally when I, when I do get into a bad period of trading, I'll look at my screenshots and remind myself, okay, this specific strategy works. And I need to keep drilling that into my head until I get that confidence. My success in trading is compared, I compare it with my confidence. So if I have very low confidence, my trading is going to be shit. If I have high confidence, then my trading is going to be very, very good. So if I'm, I've got low confidence, what I do is look through my, my past screenshots, remind myself it works. And then high confidence i just trying to keep the high confidence as long as i can do you think confidence is a reason why people actually fail like they're scared to enter the trade they don't feel like they're going to win the trade so they don't enter and then it might win yeah and then they yeah, think the, what could have less, happened the less you care about trading is for me anyway this could be different for, for other people but for me the less i care about trading the the better i do basically and the more i care and the more i'm like gotta make money gotta make money that's when everything blows up for me and i'm sure that's the same for you yeah exactly yeah when i think about a trade for too long it can you you kind of think should i enter this trade yeah am i wrong then you start looking at the other direction should i be selling here instead of buying yeah, then yeah, you yeah, find yeah. reasons against your trade, don't you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you notice all the conferences at the start, it's in the perfect place to enter. Just enter. <laughs> That's why I think yeah. like the worst case scenario, yeah. you lose 1% or half a yeah. percent, whatever you're risking. So yeah. I think FOMO is definitely yeah. why like 80% of traders fail. FOMO and yeah. fear of entering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you say it is mostly psychology in trading that causes Sorry, that? Yeah. Would you say it's mostly psychology that causes the 90% to fail? Uh, you, your, your, brain, your brain is literally 
is literally your worst enemy. It's not the markets. You know, the markets aren't doing anything wrong. The markets aren't moving in the wrong direction. They're being too volatile, blah, 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 blah. It's literally the only enemy is your brain. And it's a battle with your brain and battle with yourself all the time. So, yeah, psychology is everything technicals aside you don't need technicals you don't need technicals it's the psychological battle technicals are nothing they're just a fugazi it is i say it's like 10 percent technicals so like anyone could have the perfect strategy yeah if they don't enter when they should they close early rooms mm-hmm. are risk to reward yeah that's how you lose over the long term in my opinion yeah yeah i'm gonna say one percent bro one percent technical analysis. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, technically, you could just flip um, a coin. Good risk to reward, coin flip. You could be yeah. profitable. So, yeah. it's definitely, yeah. I'd say, more psychology. And that's why I don't, mm-hmm. that's what people don't realize. Mm-hmm. So, on my channel, I, you probably noticed it too. When you actually mm-hmm. talk about psychology, how to improve your mindset, half the views of yeah. how to flip an account. Mm-hmm. I made five thousand pound profit. It gets mm-hmm. double the amount of views and how to actually improve your trading. Mm-hmm. And do you think that's another factor why the people fail because they're mm-hmm. drawn in with the profit, getting rich mm-hmm. quick, making mm-hmm. five grand in one day, rather than making five percent consistently over a, every month of the year, mm-hmm. rather than just a one-off in that one month, which that trade has done, promoted it for the whole year, and then yeah. sold a course from it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the attention span of, of the psychology. No one cares about it, man. No one cares about it. No one wants to watch it. And it goes back to the zombie mentality of this world. The, the zombies are going around and they just want to see money and this and that. And it's, 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 it's cool. Like, it's great. Yeah. But what's actually going to get you to improve, no one wants to do. Same with sitting down and what, what do you prefer to do? Slide on TikTok. And just keep swiping or read a book that's going to help you. What do you What do you want to do? Well, obviously you want to scroll. Exactly. You want to exactly. get that quick content, don't you? Same here, bro. I want those those endorphins. Mm. And I don't think people want to push. So I hope that people listening to this will see. Okay, psychology actually means something, and I might actually have to put some time into it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Do you think that, I don't know if you know a lot about it, but SMC trading, they're like marketing, mm-hmm. makes people think that the actual real traders yeah. aren't making good profits because they mm-hmm. see a real trader promoting 5% a month as a good month, but then they compare it to a to one of these marketers making 500% or so-called mm-hmm. 500% in a month. Or do you think people make the mistake of trying to make that return on like they're taking FTMO, they want to catch these one to 100s. Mm-hmm. Then they don't do that. Mm-hmm. They take so many trades trying to get that one big trade that's going to get or well, make yeah. them rich. Yeah. They end up losing overall. Yeah. When they could have taken a one to five or one to 10. Yeah. And then they could have been done for the month, got the payout, gone again. Yeah. Ah, so. There, there will always be something new that, that comes around. SMC is it. It's SMC, right? It's not yeah. SMC. SMC is the big thing right now of, okay, let's get these massive risk-to-reward ratios. But 
they're so hard to come by. And not just that, the problem is, is you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing. It's going to, you know, it's going to hit your mood. You're going to feel, you're going to feel like shit. So to get those big risk to rewards, I've never been one to, to do risk to reward. I, I, I do, I trade one-to-ones, one-to-twos, um, even less than one-to-ones. Yeah. Right. And I'm still profitable. So risk reward is great. And, and it's a great tool. Um, if you're starting out as well, you know, it's, it's important, but for me, it, it, it hasn't really changed too much. It hasn't See, I think people, they focus less on the technicals when they're looking for where to target they'll mm. see okay i'm going to enter here mm-hmm. price is going to come to this level so a technical say it's going to come to this level but mm-hmm. that's only a one to one to one let's say so they mm-hmm. extend their target by well double yeah then price rejects off their level they hit stop loss yeah but they're thrown away from entering that trade because it was only a one-to-one yeah and they want to catch that that one trade but why? Why? Why did? Why? Why do you want to catch that one trade? Yeah. Why is it that one trade? It should be those fifty trades that you want to catch, yeah. not just that one trade. But I don't know. Let's pray for those people, and uh, and and hope for the best. If 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 they if they're successful, they're successful. If they're yeah. not, they're not. But you know, my my thought process behind it. Don't don't bother trying to get one to one billion. <laughs> Well, based on the stats, it's impossible to get it's, to make twenty percent a week consistently over a year. Yeah, you'd be on the Forbes list in a year. Oh, of for the sure. richest people. Oh, for sure. Even the cheapest funded account, you could pay one hundred and fifty pounds, get ten k FTMO, twenty percent yeah. a week for a year. You're a billionaire. <laughs> it's like, and people still believe that that's consistent and like sustainable long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't really see how, <laughs> in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. Now this game's slow. This game's it can be it can be very fast. You can make a very quick money in a very short amount of time, but that will cause other problems down the line. Um, but don't expect there to be good weeks all the time. Don't expect there to be good months all the time because it won't come. And when it does hit you. Don't start changing strategy and thinking, oh, it's not working. Just stick with it. Stay on the same trajectory and it will come back. And I think a lot of people revenge trade as well. Mm. So they, they're in a losing period. They want to make back that loss. And that, I think that's when people look for that one trade. Yeah. So they double their risk. Okay, mm. if I make, I have to make 5% now instead of 10% to make back my uh, 5% loss, let's say. That loses, you're down another two percent. Mm-hmm. That loses, you're down another two percent. So you kind of just mm-hmm. dig in a hole, like your account is just not going to come back from. And mm-hmm. I think with funding, that's where people go wrong. They're in drawdown at the start of their funding account. Yeah. And then they're trying to look at that one trade. Yeah. To get them back in profit to pass the challenge. Yeah. Because I don't know if you've seen the stat. One of the funding companies released it that out of 5,700 people that took the challenge, mm-hmm. 0.007 got a payout. 0.007%. No way. Actually, yeah. Wait, sorry, wait, wait, wait. Out of 5,000? 5,714 people. Let yeah. me find a, a screenshot so I can be accurate. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so 5,718 people yeah. that purchased the first stage, obviously to take the challenge. Yeah. 10% passed phase one. Yeah. So 572. Yeah. 2.4% yeah. passed phase two. So yeah. 137. Yeah. Four people out of that 5,718 5, got a payout. So that's 0.07%. So 99.03% fail the challenges. Wow. <laughs> Do you have any reason? Wow. Any thoughts wow. why that happens? Well, listen, just know I'm I'm part of the zero point whatever percent. That's oh yeah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. But I think the I think the majority of people who see FTMO okay I need to stop using FTMO but see funding programs yeah. right well they're the biggest aren't they yeah 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 okay so so they see these programs and they gamble it right they, they treat it like it's gambling and it does work you can gamble it and it does does work I've, I've, I've seen that in experience but the majority of people are just trying to when they get onto that final stage or when they get after the challenge the the emotions then start coming in like the first challenge okay you pass it all right i'm the best trader in the world i'm great never gonna ever do bad again yeah and then you get onto the second stage and you're so riled up like like there is no way i'm not making a million in the next year that's the problem that's yeah. the problem their egos start going up 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 to the point where they blow themselves up and it goes back to the battle with yourself. It's a constant fist battle with yourself to try not to blow up, to try not to blow up rather than to blow up. And if you're conscious of that, then I think... What do you think people could do to actually improve their mindset? Because some people might always have that mentality of, I want to get rich. They like seek the adrenaline of being in a trade, even if they're losing, just being in that trade and actually feeling, you know, the buzz from actually being in the trade. It's like an addiction, isn't it? It is. I, I, I think that it just comes with time. Honestly, I think it's, there's, not, there's not one formula. I mean, definitely getting off TikTok is, is one thing that will help. But um, <laughs> no, honestly, I think it's just time. I think time, over time, you're, you'll start to see yourself do so take so many l's that you're like no i'm so sick of taking that l now i'm so sick of doing this this way and i'm so sick of failing because of this that's only until you get the sick feeling you don't want to do it anymore and you detest it then that's when you know you you make the changes that you need to make and it takes such a long time to do that because us as humans we're just we're a complicated being that's why i think people should journal their trades because you notice okay yeah. i've made this setup clearly isn't working yeah this setup's losing all my i make profit on these setups i have a few of these setups in a row they lose i'm yeah. going to completely cut that off i'm not going to trade that setup now yeah people can realize okay if i trade on tuesdays i lose if i mm. trade on fridays i lose mm -hmm. so then it also eliminates obviously the time on the charts which means you can pick you know the best setups mm -hmm. what time you're on the charts the more time you're looking for a potential setup. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people actually go wrong because they don't look back. Yeah. 
they're just yeah. focused on the next trade they're not focusing on they just took 100 trades mm-hmm. that's you can see why you failed from those 100 mm-hmm. trades mm-hmm. you can look back if you make the same mistake 20 times out of that 100 yeah if you, you don't improve it. from that yeah then there's probably no hope <laughs> if yeah. you don't learn from the mistakes you've made countless times then yeah how are you ever going to improve in the future when you want to start leveling up? Mm. But we're lazy. Like- we're so lazy. We're so lazy in that sense. Like, even me, uh, you know, you're logging a trade and you have to write about it and, mm. and do before and after screenshot and remember to do that even though it's lost or, or whatever. It sucks doing it, bro. It's so horrible doing it. But we're lazy. We're just too lazy yeah. to do it. In that example exactly bro you need to do it you have to do it because i think people just don't want to take the uh well they don't want to hold themselves accountable for the loss mm-hmm. so i've had it before i've had a losing week get to journal that losing week you have to be so honest with yourself what mistakes you made yeah did you break your rules did you yeah. trade out of the session you trade yeah and then if you've got that written down every week you can see okay this losing week i did this this losing week i did this if it's the same every losing week, mm-hmm. stop doing that. <laughs> and you can write down in your rules, like right at the top of your trading plan, stop doing this. <laughs> and I think that's a big way that people can improve. Yeah. It's like you said, you've got your screenshots. You can look back. Do you have them like dated for like each trade? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not it's not like labeled or anything, but when I go onto the file, it will show me, okay, this is from 2017. Mm. 2017 that's a long time ago it's from uh, 2021 or, or january february march so you can look back okay when i was losing what was i doing wrong yeah when yeah. i'm winning what am i doing right yeah and that's why i think a lot of people can improve their trading and even if yeah. you're profitable mm-hmm. you can become more profitable mm-hmm. you can improve your win rate improve your risk reward just from noticing the small things mm-hmm. so i don't know if you do this as well what i found last year i was closing yeah. way too early I was seeing the profits. I just yeah. wanted that profit. Yeah. Like the target is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't put your TP in a random place. Mm-hmm. So why would you close early if it's halfway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah let's say you're targeting a one to five. You've yeah. had five losses. This target will make you break even, mm-hmm. but you see the profit. Mm-hmm. The previous trade might have gone halfway and then reverse the stop loss. Yeah. But then that one trade that you close early goes to the final target yeah. you'd be out of the loss but no you closed early because you just wanted to secure the profit and that's mm-hmm. why i think the hobbies definitely help like you say you look on the charts then you go to the gym have lunch we all distracted then yeah when you're playing squash you can't get the laptop yeah. out and just suddenly close your trade can you yeah you're distracted and i think alerts are a good thing yeah in the morning, you do your analysis. I haven't, too many. I haven't used too many alerts. You know, I've never, I've never been into alerts. Do you miss a lot of trades, or do you, do you only enter that at a certain time? Yeah, anyway? I do. Yeah, I do actually. I yeah, do. I, do. <laughs> I do miss the first few trades. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah, it is painful when you have that perfect setup. Mm-hmm. You're not on the charts in that ten minutes, that twenty minutes, <laughs> when it's at the entry, and then it's gone. So that's mm-hmm. why I've started just moving away from waiting for the setup you know staring at every single candle mm-hmm. waiting for it to come to my area if i just set two alerts if one misses it's fine because i've got one above my entry anyway yeah so i know i could be out anywhere phone yeah. goes off 
Perfect. Yeah. Time to look at the charts. Otherwise, if price isn't in an area you're looking to enter, why are you sat staring at the charts? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> you know what's so funny is you you saying that about, about alerts. I'm talking here with, with eight years experience in trading, but I went to the gym, placed a trade in the gym, which I've been waiting for. Mm. And uh, I, I've just been busy since. And I looked at it uh, just before we jumped on this and it hit my TP, but I didn't place a TP. I just placed a trade, placed a stop loss, no alert, nothing. It yeah. hit my TP and retraced back up. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you being yeah. so lazy? Why are you not making sure that you're setting alerts or setting a TP? So, so I think you, can, you can miss out on a lot of profit from it. Because mm. I said it, at, like, say I'm in a trade and it's going well. I'll set it at certain areas. If I think price could, you know, have some resistance or reverse from this one area that's not mm-hmm. like below my TP, I'll just set an alert there. Yeah. Worst thing that can happen is you get the alert, you check your phone. Yeah. Because it takes like two seconds, just alert, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would you say is a realistic monthly return for a new trader? Say they've passed the FTMI, so they've made that 10% already, so they can make 10%. For the challenge what would you say they should target monthly like realistic Damn. what do you say um, it just depends on every are we talking are we talking about fun being funded hmm. okay so my, my 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 thought process about being funded is this if you pass the challenge if you pass verification when you jump on the funded account whatever profit you make so in like the first uh 12 to 24 hours maybe 72 hours maximum if you get two good trades and you make like 6k 2k 3k 4k on that account as soon as you've got it stop trading that that's you done for, for the 14 days until you get the withdrawal and then always try and target just above that so when you've had your good trading period if it's the first day or if it's the the last three days of the trading period just don't try and target too much. Secure the profits and then go again. Secure the profits and then go again. But don't target a specific amount. Just target whatever you get to when you've done well and you're about to do some crazy, dumb, dumb, dumb stuff. Do you have like a sort of goal? Like if I make 5K, I'm not going to trade. Or if I make 10K, I'm not going to trade now. Or is it literally just how this first few just trades by go? Feeling. Just mm-hmm. by feeling, literally. If, if I've done really well and i've made eight nine k if i'm feeling good and i'm feeling confident and i don't i don't feel this toxic behavior in me starting to build up then i'll continue trading and try and push it to 15 16 yeah. whatever okay in that month but typically i'll stop trading after i've done like a nice solid trading period it's not i'm not trading all month and doing like little small trades small trades small trades i try and do like one or two maybe three big trades um, and that's not me risking crazy amounts. That's me um, hedging, not hedging. What's, what's the Scaling. word when you're stacking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm stacking positions on a certain trade that I've got so much confidence on. I've seen so many times that's the trade that I'll make my money on. And if I don't see that again in the month, I won't trade. I'm not just going to trade for no, for no reason. I don't like to click the button for for the sake of it and if i am clicking the button for the sake of it then i've got um uh i don't know what word to use we call it a retard account 
uh, <laughs> where I'm just placing, you know, small trades. Ones that you don't want to miss if it goes well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you say people should trade a personal alongside an FTMO? Because let's say you have an FTMO, you have a personal. Mm-hmm. What if FTMO shuts down? Like I was with Funding Talent before. Mm-hmm. Got my first payout. Yeah. And you got 25% because they shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that was your only source of income, you put all your time into that one account to pass it. And then what happens if they shut down? Well, I, I, I think, I don't think FTMO will shut down, but if, if it were to shut down as in your situation, I don't think you should worry about it. I don't think you should add the extra stress. If it shuts down, take the L. It is what it is. I'm sure you'll get your money back. Did, wait, did you get, what did you end up 25% payout. Only 25%? Yeah, well, 25% of that payout you would have got. Oh. So, so it was, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they were like, oh, we're discontinuing all accounts. As a bonus, we'll give you 25% of what you'd get. It's like, what? <laughs> It makes no sense. Yeah. They got away with that as well. Yeah, they're just gone. <laughs> wow. Who 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 um who is that? I, I funding, funding talent. Did I? Because they were yeah. big because they didn't have the minimum training days. So you no. you could literally pass both stages in the first day, and then go on to funded. So they wow. were so popular. They were promising all this stuff, ninety percent payouts, bi-weekly payouts as well. Mm-hmm. Why only got twenty five percent? So they obviously made their money and left. <laughs> I think I heard a funny talent. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Mm. That's crazy. I feel bad for you, man. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you took an L there, but I, d- I don't think it happens too often. Yeah. So I don't, you know, someone has to really worry about that. But if it does happen, bro, take the L, my friends. Take the L. I don't think you need to trade a personal account next to. Um, uh, funded program mm-hmm. I, I think it just adds extra stress just focus on one thing try and make as much money from it as possible and and save yeah and save and save, save and invest before, before you get into your toxic behavior because seven and don't eight spend years, all the profit yes yes on rollies ferraris none of that man none of that save it up see investment okay i think watches are a bit different i disagree do you think the last year if you bought a patek you've made 100k okay right so so answer me this right so if if i'm if i'm in a club in london right and i've got my watch i wouldn't wear it in london (laughs) okay okay but say you wear it out wherever it is Someone comes up to me and says, I'd like your watch. What can you do? You have to take that investment, right? The investment off your wrist and they walk home with it. What, what, do, what do you do then? What do you do then? How can, how can jewelry be an investment that could well, broken or taken? It's more of an investment. Well, some people just buy them, keep them in a safe. Mm-hmm. That's why I'd say it's like the investment pieces, not mm-hmm. ones you'd wear every single hour of the day out everywhere mm-hmm. because obviously you always have the chance you could lose it okay okay it's, it's okay. like if you bought an index fund you wouldn't carry it around with you yeah 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 yeah. it'd, yeah, it'd yeah. be just stored elsewhere yeah 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 okay yeah yeah i agree i agree because that's like walking around okay with a laptop open with all your details for your index funds mm-hmm. or whatever you're invested in so people could just 
grab your laptop, transfer yeah. the funds. I'd say that's the same sort of thing. Yeah. Because if you're buying a watch for an investment, you don't want to get it damaged. Mm-hmm. You don't want to wear it. You want to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that I agree. Listen, if you don't wear it too much, and if you don't wear it out, then then I understand how it can be uh, an investment rather than an accessory. But the thing is, with a Rolex, if you buy one retail, yeah, half an hour later, you go to, you sell it online anywhere or at a dealer, you're making double, triple your money mm-hmm. just from buying it. Even if you that's wear a it. That's a, that's, that's a business. That's, that's using the, the, the Rolex as a business, on a, on a business standpoint, rather than just buying it to show it to your friends, you know? But that's the good thing about Rolex, though. You buy one from retail, you wear it for a few months, you can still sell it for double. <laughs> but we can talk about this all day long and disagree and agree all day long. But but there's two there, there's two ways of doing it. Yeah. yeah. We agree on that. We agree to yeah. disagree. Some people do buy it just to show they have money. Yeah. Yeah. Just to flex. Yeah. And show on Instagram. Yeah. If you buy a watch because you like the watch. And you make money off it as well. Perfect. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot better than buying clothes. Mm-hmm. Clothes, you can probably sell for like half. Yeah. A car, you're losing money every time you drive. A watch yeah. doesn't lose money every time you drive. Yeah. So I say it's, it's like the better out of the three. Yeah. Out of like car, clothes, jewellery. Jewellery, definitely. Where you can make money from it. Yeah, you can get a Birkin bag. You can get a Birkin bag and... and- like, yeah, but there's obviously there's gonna be exceptions. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you can get an old Ferrari, you know. Technically, technically, oh, yeah, well. they're, all, they're all potential investment opportunities, right? Yeah. On a technicality. Yeah. But so, I wouldn't say clothes. <laughs> if you buy a Gucci t-shirt, how are you gonna make money from that? <laughs> true, true, but a Birkin bag. A Birkin bag. I wouldn't say that's clothing, it's more of an accessory. No, that's that's it's you on your body, right? Closed uh, your body. <laughs> it's just a bit of a fine line, that one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. Let me give you an example. Yeah. Um, no, you know, I don't have one. You win, you win. <laughs> I see what you mean with the, the flash you buy a watch for the just a flash. Yeah, that's not an investment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is not an investment, but yeah, we both agree on that. Mm. So the end of the podcast, going to do this little segment where you can ask the next person a question. The next person? So the next person that's on, what is your question for them? Uh, why do you trade? Okay. Why do you trade? Not sure who it is yet, but they will get asked that question. Okay. Perfect. Well, uh... Okay. Any links you want to promote or anything? Yeah, guys, hit me up. Uh, Instagram, JXSM5, YouTube, JXSM5. Uh, what other plugs? Um, yeah, hit me up, Your guys. TikTok? TikTok, no TikTok. <laughs> um, nah, that's it. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching. Will, thanks so much for inviting me, bro. I've had so much fun. Thanks for I coming. love about trading. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. See you guys in the next episode. In a bit, guys. <laughs>